everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Lighthearted. My name is Anna. And my name is Bracey, and we're two average gals chatting about what it means to grow. And today we have a guest, Sarah, famous whoop, whoop. for her dating stories on our dating episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we said this on the original episode, but Sarah and I met through a friend that she used to work with that I grew up with, Caitlin. Shout out to Caitlin. And okay. We've been friends for years now a at long this time. point. It yes. feels like it was mm-hmm. yesterday that we met, but it's actually been a long time. Probably close to a decade. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh my gosh. Cool. Yeah. Lots so of exciting. Now and then. <laughs> Which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sarah is a Sagittarius sun, a Gemini moon, and a Scorpio rising. She's a 5'2 self-projected projector in human design. And she is now we know she's a seven wing eight on the Enneagram. We had some conversations about that for a while. Oh, you did. Okay. I know very few sevens. And when I say very few, I mean, I know one other seven. Wow. Yeah. Sarah, when she first found out about the Enneagram was like pretty convinced she was a three. Yeah. I think I do have some strong three tendencies. However, I also think the world we live in really praises a lot Mm -hmm. of that. And my first job that I was at for around six years was a very competitive atmosphere in terms of a lot of people in the same roles and really measurable results and things like that. And I think really fueled aspects of that of me. But especially as I've stepped out of that and done more like deep diving to myself, I actually I have the book The Road Back to You. That's one of the main Enneagram books. And I started reading it. And then I trickled off and they put seven at the end, I think probably because sevens would lose interest as soon as they <laughs> get through them, the seven. Yeah, and I, this morning in preparation for this, read it and I was like, wow, highlighter, highlighter. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. I, was, I feel a little bit bad because when she was telling me she was a three, I was like, I'm not trying to tell you what you, to do or like who you are, but like, <laughs> right. I'm pretty sure you're a seven. <laughs> Yeah, but you are absolutely wrong. So <laughs> yeah, it was like the one time I was like, no, <laughs> no, Sarah. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, okay. we have had some good discussions about Enneagram in our relationship for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of deep diving into Sarah, let's just go ahead and do it. What What does personal growth mean to you, and kind of how has that? developed for you over the years? Yeah. So I spent actually a lot of time thinking about this the last couple of days. And I think what it means to me is that for you to actively reflect on the things you need and want to work on and then taking steps to do so. So obviously that can look very different at different times of your life of sometimes it's improving. Sometimes it's chilling out and slowing down. Um, sometimes it's health. Sometimes it's mental. Sometimes it's work. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. spiritual, but just actually taking the time to reflect on where you want to grow and then also actually taking steps to do so, I think is what personal growth is to me. Yeah. You like goals, right? Yes. I'm a very goal oriented person. Yeah. So I, I respond very well to measurable goals, like work-wise or like New Year's resolution-wise. I have a lot of trackers. Do you want to tell us about some of your New Year's resolutions? Yeah. Sure, I would love to. Dish. I actually love, love the idea of a new year, new start, goals, etc. And so mm-hmm. um, let me let me get my app Notion out, which is where I do all of my tracking, which I think you like Notion yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. I got all sorts of stuff in here. 
So for my 2023 goals, I actually have several different categories of it, mm, love um, it. <laughs> which is fun. So um, starting with my personal goals, my I carry all of my stress in my back. Like my back is in constant knots, even when I'm not stressed. Mm-hmm. And so I'm doing Adrian's 30-day yoga challenge, mm, which fine. I, this is the farthest I've made it. I think it's day 19 and I haven't missed. Wow. And I'm actually really proud of myself because my life the last two weeks has turned into <laughs> chaos. Because we will talk about. <laughs> we will talk about. Um, but I've like many nights done it at 10 p.m. when I didn't want to. Mm. But discipline is something that is one of my personal growth things I'm focused on because it doesn't come naturally to me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, a couple of years ago, one of my uh, New Year's resolutions was to be less flaky to myself. So it's like oh, yeah. I will a thousand percent show up for a friend no matter what, but I would flake on myself for what I had said I wanted to do all the time. Yeah. So mm. I'm doing that. Um, I also am trying to do a hundred burn boot camp workouts. Um, plug for bun- burn boot camp. I love it. It's really awesome. Circuit workouts, ton of variety, big community. And then I am doing a low plank challenge because I've been having some lower back issues. So I figured focusing on the core a little bit mm-hmm. is good. And then I am doing the Bible in a year podcast with Father Mike Schmitz, which has been really cool so far too. As a couple, so I got married in May. Um, a few things we, a big goal of mine was like spending more active time together. And so we have implemented a Tuesday night pickleball night. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I love pickleball. Is, it's so fun. <laughs> and I think too, I used to play in a lot of like leagues and different stuff. And I am not like, I used to play flag football and sand volleyball and different stuff. And I haven't been doing that the last couple of years. And I think like, play and somewhere to compete has really been lacking for me a little bit. So this is a fun way to work that in for us to do that together. Um, I have on here teach Luke volleyball, I think. Um, so I was a really we would love to play with y'all. Okay, cool. Yeah, we both love to play. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think Luke, he is actually for a bigger guy, pretty nimble. He's really quick on his feet and very strong. So I think uh, we're going to try and teach him and we're excited about that. And then we need to get better at meal planning. This is something we've really slacked on through COVID and that um, a lot of times we don't have a plan and essentially uh, we wait for Luke to get inspired because he gets inspired a lot more often than I do for mm-hmm. cooking. And then we like have to go to the grocery store, just don't really have food. So I'll say um, that is <laughs> room for growth. We have not actually done a good job on that at all for it. And so those are some as a couple. <laughs> financial goals. This is where it gets a little bit funny because we were going to do a buy nothing January other than replenishment purchases or like food. And sure. just as a reset, you know, it's coming off the holidays and whatnot. And right now yeah. we're in a townhouse and have negative space that when Luke, so we got married in May and Luke moved in then, but we got a storage unit because, you know, we're both adults and had <laughs> adult lives. And and Luke has a lot of hobbies that have a lot of gear associated with them. So our goal was to get rid of the storage unit by the end of the month, because we're like, okay, we've decided we think we're going to wait until later in the year to look for a bigger house. It's ridiculous. The storage unit has gotten too expensive. Let's, if we don't need it, get rid of it. If it can go in the attic, great. Bracey has a (laughs) freezer of ours right now. Erica has some kayaks and we can do it. And so... 
But then it was a goal later this year to buy a bigger house. We really wanted to get our dog tater tot a yard and just have more space and mm-hmm. a house to grow into. And so at first over Christmas, we were like, definitely September time period. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> we have 10 to 11 weddings this year between April and September. One thing yeah. about Sarah wow. is that she has 5 million friends. <laughs> Um, wow, wow, which is wow. really fun. A lot of these are actually Luke's, Luke's friends. friends Luke has a lot of friends too. <laughs> I now love dearly, so they will all be very fun, but one of a whopping one of them is in town. Wow. So we were like, oh, I'll just <laughs> oh, wait till we get one. <laughs> through all of that. But then we were talking about it more. We were like, you know what? Maybe the spring. Like we could definitely feel ready in the spring. And so I reached out to a realtor of a friend of mine on, I think, so today is January. 21st. We -hmm. talked with her first on, I think January, I emailed on January 7th. She emailed me back in 10 minutes, January 8th, we had a chat. And she was like, okay, great. If you're thinking about being ready in April, just keep in mind, April through June is typically the most expensive time. So if it's close, maybe you consider it, maybe not just want to give you that information. Sure. So she set us up a portal that night. So obviously, they like, always get you. You have they to. Do. You have got to be ready to buy the minute you talk to a real estate you, agent. Especially, you set up a portal and you see these beautiful homes and you start picturing your life. And mm-hmm. you yeah. know, that night I was like, oh my gosh! At ten, Luke was very annoyed at me because at ten p.m. there's a house I wanted to see the next day because I was actually thinking about before this. One of my favorite feelings is excitement, mm-hmm. and there's just a lot of that in this. So yeah. things tend to escalate pretty quickly. And so I was like making us fill out like pre-approval forms and blah, blah, blah. That night he was like, can this not wait till tomorrow? And I was like, no, this house might sell tomorrow. And it's obviously perfect. <laughs> I did a drive by in the morning. The yard was small. It wasn't perfect. It got bought that day. That one didn't work out. But we did end up like that next Friday going and looking at a house and putting in an offer and it getting accepted that Saturday. So, oh um, <laughs> so it uh, Sarah, one week to change your mind about moving in September. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And whatever. So we made that offer and then are closing on February 10th, um, which is very fast. And we at the same time have been busting it to get our townhouse cleared out and ready for pictures. Mm-hmm. And that also escalated quickly because our realtor actually put it on the market a little before we were ready because we needed to paint some stuff that our dog had torn up. And it was like, oops, you have a showing in three hours. So can oh, you no. run out really fast and paint this? And we actually got an offer for the house today already. We'll see if we take it, which is great. But it's kind of hilarious because we had a buy nothing January goal and we're buying a house, which <laughs> right, like the biggest purchase that the you biggest ever make. You, but yeah. technically we're not buying it till January or February. February. So, yeah. and we are not getting rid of the storage unit by the end of January because we because desperately we need, it. need it right now. <laughs> Right. As we're clearing stuff out of our house. Yep. But exciting reasons to break your New Year's resolution. I know. Yes. That's awesome. Absolutely. One of our goals, which Anna, if you want to fly back for it, we'd love to have you. Um, oh my gosh. We decided this even like well before we got married that whenever we move into a bigger house, we wanted to have a housewarming pig picking. And <laughs> as we were looking at houses, we're like, can't have a pig picking at that house. <laughs> what an odd requirement. I know. But, but you know, also it kind of goes along with like having yeah. a yard. and I like that that's a deal breaker. <laughs> yeah, I did chuckle a little bit when you said that one of your like couple goals was to have more active time together because I feel like y'all are one of the most active couples that I know. So I was like, that should have been a goal that we had. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe leave the house more often. <laughs> fair, fair. 
um, you know, Enneagram 7, I don't sit well, which yeah. Luke I sits sit very really well. well. So I'm a good sitter. Yep. <laughs> You're doing great so far in this interview, Sarah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and then just because I think these are funny, I'm going to sh- – one of Luke's big goals this year is to only eat cheese one meal a day. <laughs> Okay. So he has a cheese tracker that he's like, if I, he's like, he's like, if I double up, then I can't have cheese the next day. I got to even out by the end of the year and I'm not having two months at the end of the year without cheese. Oh my gosh. I love that. I'm definitely going to tell Taylor about that. Yeah. I I heard this like super interesting goal and you might want that. You're like practically lactose intolerant. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, wow. That's lovely. Yeah. So there might be a couple others. Those are some of our main, main goals that this is year. That's really funny. Yeah. I hope he's successful with his cheese. I know. Yeah, I you know? feel like you got to keep us posted on that one. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, oh, do I want to waste my cheese meal with a slice of cheese when I could have mac yeah. and cheese tonight? You know? Mm. I mean, that's fair. It's, it's a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it really shifts your perspective. And it it's funny because he sat down and he's like, okay, I've really been thinking about goals. <laughs> I was like, ooh, like, I'm eating <laughs> Number <this up."> one. <laughs> Number one. Less cheese. Cheese. <laughs> yeah, it was very funny. Uh, oh, that's boy. awesome. Okay, well, I feel like now's a great time coming off this chat about the house to talk about mental load. How mm-hmm. do you and Luke handle mental load for your household? Yes. So this is actually really interesting because my mental load the last year, probably year and a half, two years has been like very high highs, very low lows because leading up, I've mentioned we got married in May of last year and leading up to that, planning a wedding until you do it, you have no idea what all goes into it. And kind of afterwards, you forget about it a little bit. And when people are getting married, you're like, it's going to be great. Oh, you I know? don't forget. You know, <laughs> whatever. But it is like, I think one of the hardest things about planning a wedding mental load wise is there's the fear of what am I not thinking of? What don't mm-hmm. I know? So yeah. it's like for my job, sometimes mm-hmm. the mental load can be heavy, but I'm very confident in that I'm not completely forgetting about something that could could ruin things. And yeah, so sure. leading up to the wedding, my job was leading into seasonality. We have big seasonality in the summer, planning a wedding. Uh, and then also I had like a little bit of a side hustle going on for a while, running some paid media for an old client. So at that point, it was like very heavy. Then after the wedding, and honestly, up until now, it's been pretty light-ish, mm-hmm. which I think is, is has been nice, but I was actually thinking about it that I think I do better actually with a medium mental load rather than super light. Like outside yeah. of my job, I was like, there's really not kind of slow period for us, like the winter, socially, like not a ton going on. Um, we can't plan that many trips this year because we have 11 weddings. So, um, but now with the house gearing back up, it's been very heavy again. And there's a lot of unknowns of like, okay, looking at comparing these offers for loans of, is there something like hidden in here that makes this one better than that or whatever? So I feel like it's back to being fairly heavy. I think that I do a better job multitasking and having more on my plate than Luke does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also have a bigger desire for some of the stuff that creates mental load. So like, or like social calendar and making plans and thinking of fun things to do. Mm-hmm. I kind of naturally like doing that. And most of Luke's like best friends don't live in North Carolina. And so there's a little less of him making plans for that for like the weekend or whatever. I would say the biggest place where all like, 
offload when I am full of is food. Mm -hmm. I think by far the worst part about being an adult is figuring out what to feed yourself every day. I agree. And that's something that Luke is much, he's a better cook than I am. He's more creative. I will say my pork consumption has really gone up. <laughs> he is a big pork guy. Being a big <laughs> pork guy. Like he's like always buying a pork shoulder that we've had to be like, we can't eat this multiple days a week, every week. Yeah. So like, let's do a little more chicken and vegetables, you know? So we've maybe some fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, for it, but I like delegating that off a lot. I will say thus far in marriage, I feel like Luke has more benefited from the collective. We like we planned our wedding. We sent you a birthday card. Mm-hmm. However, leading up to this, the new house that we're uh, buying is from 1994, 1995. So we just got, went through the inspection stuff and it, to me, felt a little overwhelming because there's a lot that I didn't know or understand. But Luke growing up worked in roofing, construction, masonry. So he's much handier than I am. So I feel like we are going to be fixing the house. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get to start really been benefiting from yeah. the <laughs> collective we. Have y'all discussed um, mental load? So actually, after listening to the podcast, we did. Okay. Um, and it is something like we'll check in on. Luke has a lot. Right now, Luke's job is probably more demanding than mine is. Mm-hmm. And so all, especially on nights where he has to work later and stuff, try and pick up more of the slack for that. Yeah. Um, I feel like I bring it up when it's an issue. And oftentimes, honestly, it is like, Hey, I really need you to figure out X, Y, Z because I don't have the capacity to. And he always does it. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Which is great. Um, but it is a really cool thing to check in with yourself on to, I think I've gotten in life better at delegating both in work and in life because I'm like, I don't need to do everything. I don't want to do everything. I've proven to myself I can do this and I don't have to be the one to do it. You know? So, um, I think it's a good thing to be conscious of and check in on, but I like a, a medium. Mental load. Okay. <laughs> Goldilocks over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's a Goldilocks mental load girly. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Well, speaking of uh, spending a bunch of money on a house, what is your relationship with money? Like, how is this experience for you? Yeah, this is – it's funny. The timing of this podcast is so cool because it really makes things more interesting. Um, so growing – I am definitely a natural saver. Um, that's how my family is, like, very strong believers in living below your means, like, mm-hmm. saving, being important. So I feel like growing up, I actually had an unhealthy – swung to the unhealthy side of saving. Um, yeah. And I'll probably talk about things I learned, like, in college. And I had awesome friends in college who are a lot of my best friends now still. But I think that I saved to the point where I was like always saving and missing out on experiences because I thought I needed to save and was like fearful of spending money in some ways. And so I feel like in college, I found a much better balance of, okay, the reason you work and save is to do things and to um, like... Get things you want, you know, like do whatever you want. And so I feel like I found a much better balance in that. And in adulthood, and I'll preface this in that I've had a lot of privilege. I got a lot of scholarships and my parents paid for the rest of college. So I did graduate college debt free. And then (laughs) when I first graduated college, I actually lived with Caitlin, Mm -hmm. um, who Bracey talks about and one other girl. My rent was like $300 a month and I didn't have a car payment at that time. So I pretty much like didn't have bills I really had to deal with that much. Yeah. And everything was split by three, like internet split by three, yeah. all of it. Right. 
And so at that point, even though like I had a very average starting salary, like I was able to save a lot because I, you know, didn't have that many bills. And I feel like I have never been a big budget person. I've just always lived below or at my means and been able to do what I wanted. And so I haven't necessarily like really saved up to this thing to then buy whatever. I've just been able to buy what I needed, but it's as a result of living below my means or whenever I've gotten raises, I've saved more than I increased my spending and things like Mm -hmm. that. Um, And I have been very fortunate. My salary has changed a lot. And I know that's not the reality for everyone working and and things like that. I'm definitely a person who uh, prioritizes experiences over stuff, um, which is kind of funny because now moving, I'm like, I kind of have a lot of stuff. Um, (laughs) But like, for example, up until probably 2019, so well into adulthood, I had a crappy couch I bought off, used off a friend. Mm -hmm. And my thought process was I could either go to Thailand or I could buy a new couch. I'm Obviously going to go to Thailand. Of course. I am obviously going to buy the couch. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to Thailand with you, Sarah. (laughs) Heck yeah. um, For it. And so I think then, for the most part, had like a a healthy of like my – I feel comfortable with what I'm saving. I am doing pretty much whatever I want. This is great. And then it is interesting like getting married, merging your lives because then now all of a sudden – like I go on a trip with Luke, we don't split everything in half. It's just both ours that you split mm-hmm. with a friend and you split the car and right. whatever. Um, and then also like Luke does have student loans from school still. And so I think at different times that's like weighed really heavy on me and I've freaked out about it and then I've been fine and whatever, mm-hmm. just cause it's not something that I'm used to. And then now with this house it is like very much within our means but it's more than what we're doing now and also it's a fluctuation of like ooh i can't wait to get all of these things for this room and this room and whatever and also wanting to be like oh my gosh like what are we doing we can't spend this money whatever but i have to check in with myself to be like this is what you saved for for when you buy a house that you right. do need another like couch or whatever it is. And so I feel like this is going to be an interesting journey and something I really need to like check in with myself Mm -hmm. a lot about just because it is different and also getting used to we versus mine when it comes to finances um, because we have different financial paths and, you know, whatever. So how does he handle this stuff? Like, is he really engaged in like the house buying process? Because I know at least for us, Seb really likes that kind of stuff. He enjoys like budgeting and checking loan rates. And I I benefit from that because like that's a strong suit for him. Where does Luke fall on that scale? So I would say we have both decided that I'm the CFO of our family. Oh, okay. Um, However, it's interesting because I think Luke has started to do more research and different stuff. And I'm not all that knowledgeable on stuff. I truthfully, my dad is very savvy at this. He's advised me. I've done what he said. So like I've done very well saving, but it's not like I'm this like very knowledgeable about the markets mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So we'll see how it evolves over time. He is really interested in it. I think in some cases, because I have more of the savings and stuff at this point, he's like, I want to defer to you that I think I have to draw him in to be like, this is ours. And then sometimes I have to remind myself like, this is ours. Um, yeah, both ways. I can see how that would be. Yeah. So yeah. Hard. It can be challenging both ways, but he has been super involved in it. We... I I also beforehand, I was like, do not let me steamroll you into us getting something that you're not also happy with because my husband is 
so kind, so easygoing, non-confrontational, whatever, that I was like, don't let me get excited and steamroll you because there have been instances where afterwards he's like, yeah, I didn't really want to do that, but I'd love to see you happy and you were excited. So we did it. And I'm like, Which is so nice. I love that about so, you. Yeah. And also like, <laughs> you should get what you want to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I've been trying to be conscious about not doing that, which I just get excited and things escalate. And, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, know. a house is an important place not to do. <laughs> right. So, exactly. But I'm sure he's really happy with the decision yeah. y'all made. We had, um, we had three big things that we were like, we are not going to negotiate on. Even if you get really excited about something, like we're not going to buy a house in it unless mm-hmm. it has these three things. And one was a bigger kitchen. We cook together a lot and ours right now can be cramped. Mm-hmm. We wanted a good yard that like for tater, but also that we could host in and like have cookouts, have bonfires. Luke wanted to be able to shoot his bow and arrow in the backyard. I was like, mm, that kind of feels like something that we could give or take on. Um, and then also wanted a two car garage. We'll probably only park my car in it and his truck will be in the driveway, but just to have storage Space, and yeah. workshop and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but he is going to be extremely involved in like the inspection. I actually more so was like, uh, what do you think? Because. I had fallen in love with it that I was like, I want to take it regardless, but I want to make sure this is not a bad choice. Not a bad idea. And he is a lot more knowledgeable than me on a lot of this stuff. And so he has actually been leading more of that aspect of it, I would say. Yeah. Which one of y'all will handle the moving process or will it be a collective effort? Mm, That is going to be a collective effort in terms of logistics and stuff. Mm -hmm. I will say Luke has a lot going on with work right now. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately logistics are not my fave like wedding planning stuff i was like i love so many of these details of like how do we make our guests feel loved like how do we make it a really fun day f the timeline f (laughs) figuring out the bus like i screw the room block like i hate this and so uh you know that could be a great thing i'll organize the packing and luke can do the logistics yeah i think that's great settled (laughs) also i just heard bracy offer to do the logistics for you So, if you (laughs) know a moving company that I think we do want to hire movers, yeah, that's a good Um, idea. Uh, Seb said last time we moved, Seb said we will never move again without movers. I was like, that's yeah, Luke's parents have been a little insistent, like, we want to come down and help you move. And I'm like, I love you guys, but one, you're in your 60s, you're not really prime, carry heavy stuff, right? You know what? They can really help with that. I find helpful on days that we move is coming and helping clean the house before you put stuff in it. That's a great thought. We also, the new house we're buying has some really ugly peel and stick floors that we're like, how about y'all come down? And his dad is like, put in flooring before Mm -hmm. Luke's done that. That's like, we'll let y'all do that. Come on down a little bit after. But that's a good idea. The cleaning thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or like even just organizing the boxes within the house. Like Mm -hmm. if they can move stuff into the kitchen and then like unpack it or whatever. Uh Yeah. That is a good idea. Also, I would like, I know what we're going to title this episode, but I want to title it. And then that escalated. (laughs) (laughs) If anybody wants to play a drinking game along with this episode, you can take a shot every time Sarah says. Oh my gosh. And then it escalated. It is a fun reoccurring theme in my life. I have many examples (laughs) I could share, but I'll spare you for now. We'll have you back on again for all the the escalated stories. All right. Well, since we're on the topic of house and mental load, et cetera, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on children? Do you mm-hmm. guys want a family? What does that look like? Yes, we do. Um, something that we've talked about a lot and I think would be really cool is being the house that people want 
to hang out with and like are having relationships with our kids friends of like that my I definitely had friends over and stuff but my parents were not like the second parents to you know be like mm-hmm. oh they're like my second mom yeah, like yeah. yeah I think it would be cool to be that like safe welcoming place for yeah. people I think when it comes to kids we want two or three you know, hopefully Delaney will have a buddy sometime. Not yet. I'm so we, into that. We got to get through all of these. <laughs> the goal is to get through all of these weddings and then we'll see. maybe open up. Yeah. So that's kind of the thought. But we even buying this house, it's like a house to grow into. And yeah. like the, you know, the elementary school's walking distance. So that is I really that fun. Oh, yeah. And I love yeah, to nice. walk. But I think that we both feel strongly about wanting our kids to not be nothing kids. And what I mean is like, you don't have to have the passions I had as a kid, but I feel strongly about when they're kids, letting them to try a lot of different things. Like Luke and I were both very into sports growing up. So if they end up loving sports, great. Part of me is like, ooh, but like we traveled a lot on the weekends for our sports. That was probably sucked for our parents. Mm -hmm. But find a sport you love. If you want like art, if you like play, like something, like find you somewhere to get plugged into because I think it's magic when you get to watch someone do what they love. And regardless of if I love that thing or not, like I want them to find that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I think for our kids, we very much want it to be like a loving, happy home. But also I really like um, y'all's episode actually did on parenting and you talked about that you draw a boundary and there is a consequence. Mm -hmm. And so I, I also like, I want to be friends with my kids, but certainly like parent first, friend second. And Mm -hmm. that like, yes, we're going to play. We're going to be silly. We're going to do these things, but also you're going to be respectful and you're going to like have discipline and Mm -hmm. and things like that. And so I think, I don't know. I also like, (laughs) I babysitting and even in college, I grew up a decent bit, but then I would say in my twenties, I like, pretty much have mostly only interacted with adults. And so I even um, like was volunteering at something at my church a year or two ago. And I like felt a little panic. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, what if I forgot how to interact with proper adults and children? Like, what if I don't know how to do this anymore? And it was fine, you know? Um, and now I have nieces who are five and seven and they're so fun and yeah. whatever. But I think parenting feels exciting, but I also tend to get way ahead of myself and be like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do when this situation happens when they're a junior in high school? Honestly, I feel you on that. And I think the answer is you cannot solve problems that you don't have. Like that's the only, yes, because otherwise your brain is filled with all of the things that could happen and it's yeah. not worth your mental space. Yeah. So, and I'm like, yeah. why am I worried about like this hard conversation I'm going to have to have with my 17 year old daughter when I don't have a baby, you know, like <laughs> that is ridiculous. But like things that Luke will definitely bring me back down to earth on that and be like listen at that point we'll figure it out and we'll have been parents for 17 years by then Mm -hmm. we've been parents for zero minutes right now (laughs) i did that a lot when i was pregnant like trying to figure out how best to get a baby to sleep through the night and i was like this is at some point i was like this is so ridiculous because i don't know what kind of sleeper she's gonna be yeah and Mm -hmm. now it's especially funny because like she does not sleep through the night she's three months old and she absolutely does not sleep through the night. And I'm also, we're at the point where I just like can't care about that yet. Like it's not even a thought in my brain because of her weight issues. I would never not want her to wake up if she's Mm -hmm. hungry. So I'm like, right. I don't even care. Whatever. Do what you want. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think too, thinking about like conversations that you would have with kids at like different ages, it's like, 
you don't know like what type of communicator they're going to be like what how they like will receive communication or or, like what they're going to be going through in their lives Mm -hmm. at that moment that it has to like be really specific in how you say something to them or whatever but I feel like I mean, yeah, I feel like it would be impossible, though, at the same time, not to be like, okay, and this is how I'll say it. And <laughs> I definitely have, so well. There's a few things that I've, like, practiced on my dog to be like, <laughs> did you know you're, you're like, fearfully Tater. and wonderfully made? <laughs> oh, did you know how much we love you? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. So I'm sure there's a billion things we don't know. I am not one of those people who is, like, no, like, researches birth and parenting and blah, blah, blah when I don't have a kid. Like, I... I'm going in with a pretty low knowledge base whenever it happens. I'm sure once we get pregnant, I'll want to learn. I'm going to tell her everything. (laughs) And fortunately, (laughs) in many things, I'm not the first one doing this of my friends. I have have a lot of friends with kids. Yeah. And so it'll be great. Um, So I'm sure I'll eat my words on a lot of stuff. But I think that's the vision we would want to have. Mm -hmm. That sounds lovely. Well, and I was just thinking about like the people's houses that I went to as a kid that I did feel like, oh, like this is like a second family to me. It was like the houses where there was like a lot of stuff to do, mm-hmm. which I feel like is going to be y'all's house <laughs> just yeah. naturally. Like before kids even enter the picture, you're like, <laughs> okay, so we have a bow and arrow set up in the backyard. <laughs> like- <laughs> yeah. And I think too, and we've talked about this a lot, that it's like we want to introduce them to things we love. Like we love to hike and be outside. Like mm-hmm. I think it's hard. Parenting feels overwhelming. And I think even like I get nervous about losing myself in a new role, whether like leading up to marriage, whether that was being what does it mean to be a wife or to be a mom. And I think I'm very mm-hmm. fearful of losing myself because I like myself. I like who I've grown into. And I, yeah. I don't, I crave variety a lot and I know a lot of that like goes away and I think getting married I've like seen my selfishness a lot more than I was aware of so that's been like an interesting growth thing but being like you know what we're gonna like still do what we can when we can like it's we get to decide what our priorities are and I have a really bad memory in that like I remember very little before fourth grade and honestly my memory is kind of spotty I wonder if I had like a little head trauma when I was younger or something but I only remember my brother and I were both very serious in sports and opposite season. So we were traveling a lot, like starting in like fifth grade on. And so we kind of eliminated the option for my parents to have hobbies that they got to consistently do, which truly it's like, thank you for your sacrifice. That's a big bummer for, for y'all. Um, but like trying to maintain that and also introduce our kids to things that we love. And hopefully as a family, we can also love them. Mm -hmm. I'd like to have we, we talk about it too, like what we picture our kids to be of like, they're probably going to get scratches and scrapes and like playing in the woods and whatever. They're going to be dirty, but they're going to be happy. And, you know, maybe we'll send them to school with a bow and it's going to come back untied and whatever. But yeah. that's kind of like the freedom and letting kids be kids and the joy and adventure and learning what that all is, I think is something we'd love. Aww. I can't wait to meet y'all's kids. <laughs> Well, here's to hoping we have them one day and don't have trouble doing that. So we'll see. All right. So obviously you're a big adventure person in your Mm -hmm. seven. Do you want to tell us about your bucket list? Sure. Um, Hold on. I got to get my phone back out again because I Googled because I was like, I know I got a list. And then I found a couple of lists. (laughs) So a couple of things in terms of 
I very fortunately in my 20s did get to travel a lot. And so a lot of my big travel bucket list items have been crossed off. However, there are more. Um, we're planning to go to Iceland this summer before a wedding in Ireland. So we're really excited about that. And then my sister just went to Iceland like a few weeks ago. So, and I asked her if she would change anything about her trip and she was like, no, I wouldn't. So I'll get her itinerary for you. Oh my gosh, um, please do. And send it. I would love that. We feel 100% committed to going and I've pinned a few things and not read the articles. (laughs) So honestly, it's like we're going, but we have no idea what we're doing yet. I'd really like to go on a safari in Africa sometime. I think that'd be very cool. And I'd like to snorkel at the Great Barrier Reef. And at that point, that will hit six continents. And I don't feel like I have to go to Antarctica. I I think that's fair. I do not thrive in the cold. It's probably very expensive to get there. I don't need to do that. And like, what do you even do when you get there? I feel like people just Just go to cross off the... Say, I've been. You're just like, hey, it's real cold. All right. See you guys later. Yeah. Like, (laughs) there's a penguin that I could have seen other places. Um... For it. So those are some fun ones. And then a really big, we've talked about when we retire, we want to get an RV and do a big national parks trip. Um, And we've been doing some national parks. I feel like I'm a little more focused on the US now versus international because there's just a lot of really cool stuff here. We really want to go to Montana Mm -hmm. too for it. (laughs) So Luke and I created like a life bucket list too. So some of those are have like property on the water. Which, Bracey's an inspiration. I want to see a concert at Red Rocks out in Colorado. I think that'd be very cool. Yeah. Have on here. Have a good yard slash fire pit slash throw a pig pick in. We're halfway there. So check, check, check. <laughs> um, we said host a great annual party, parentheses maybe, slash big cookout. I historically have done like a Christmas in July party sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that's been fun. Um, Or it could be that like on a certain long weekend, we have the cookout every year or something, I think would be fun. We did a tacky sweater party this year. That was really fun. Um, Oh, I have on here go hang gliding in the Alps. (laughs) I think that would be fun. Yeah, we could add that on there. Luke added bomb ass garden. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so i'm looking forward to it yes honestly it'd be great to have fresh tomatoes yeah. oh let it you know whatever that would be great i would love to have tulips i really love tulips oh, so we could plant some tulips an easy one too yeah luca is already like scheming he worked in landscaping at some point so he's like thinking oh about God, the yard <laughs> so this is i have a couple things on my bucket list my life bucket list i don't know if i really intend to do but i like that they're there i have started greeting card company on there that's fun i um in the for like a lot of time for people's birthdays or anniversaries or whatever i'll like write little poems like a good abcb rhyme scheme you know Mm -hmm. and i think there's not enough cards out there for like just the no occasion of like i just want to send you a card or sometimes they're just like so serious and it doesn't feel like it needs to be that serious Mm -hmm. um so i think that'd be fun i need to pair up with a good like graphic designer but i like that idea yeah I also have read a children's book on here. I used to, I used to volunteer, um, be like a reading buddy at an elementary school. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, which Anna, you probably know all about this, but one of the things they had buckets of like everything here starts with a V. And so sure. it had like 15 objects and they all whatever. And the girl that I worked with really liked it when I made up stories with all of these 
things. And so one, I remember being actually kind of good. It was like <laughs> about almost like a Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer situation with a visor and a vest always felt very left out because they were missing parts they thought they needed to have. But then golf, you know, they really found their place and it was magic, blah, 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 <laughs> that um there's more to it than I'm sure. But like maybe doing a book series of like, this is an A book, this is a B book and telling silly yeah. stories with it. Okay, oh. you actually should do that. Yeah, that's it would a genius be fun. idea. Have you ever read um the books The Day the Crayons Quit? No, but I love that. Okay, you should read it. A, okay. it's so funny, but it's like these crayons. And there's a couple of them, but the first one is The Day the Crayons Quit, and it's every page is a letter that each crayon is writing to like the kid that owns Aww. the crayons. Yeah, and it's like. Why do you only use me to color the sun? Like, it gets so hot. Like, I want to color other things. That I, why not bananas? Why not? Or whatever. Oh, and then there's, so like, cute. one where they, like, ripped their paper off around it. Or it's like, you made me naked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so um, cute. It's very cute. But it reminds me, like, those books are insanely popular and it kind of reminds me of, like, that a little oh, bit. Cool. And so you should definitely do that. That would be yeah. very popular, I bet. Maybe I'll do it. We'll see where my yeah. passions lead me mm-hmm. one yeah. day. Um, I like that you have so many passions. Yeah. Like, which doesn't, like, surprise me. Like, just – I feel like I don't know you, like, incredibly well, but, like, you are a very passionate person and, like, just like a sunshine mm-hmm. person. Like, it comes through, like, very easily. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's very sweet. The last on the list is I have, um, I don't know if y'all's high schools had this, but the, um, like hosting a foreign exchange student who comes to study mm-hmm. in the U.S., I think it'd be really cool to host you that. You would be a great host. Yeah. And, yeah, it'd be so fun. <laughs> and I just, um, I studied abroad in college and had such a good experience. I was at an international business school in Copenhagen, Denmark, and there was like, 40 different countries represented our program. And it was so important for me to like, my best friends were German and Dutch and from Holland and whatever, that I love that. So when I came back, I started partnering with the like getting a buddy who was studying abroad at the business school at UNC. And that was so fun. And like, she didn't end up being able to come, but I invited her back for Thanksgiving one year. And you know, I just think it'd be cool to get to help give people that experience. How was it living in Denmark? Oh my gosh, it was a dream. I lived there in the summer when it was light, 18 hours a day, 70 degrees, rode my bike everywhere. The most free I've ever felt in my whole life, for sure. I didn't know that. Oh, I loved it. And so I was taking two classes there, and it was a pass-fail. Their grading scale was a negative 2 to a 12, and I think I only had to get a 3 to pass. Hmm. So... Not even half. Yeah, I was like, not, I was like, why would we not just do zero to 14? <laughs> but, you know, and I think too, I was a very high achiever a lot of my life, like in, had those expectations, both of myself and like from others and whatnot. So it was a really freeing time to be like, I just have to do better than average. And that's fine. Get a three. <laughs> and yeah, I just gotta get a three. And it was just really, it was like, who's more annoying than, a girl who just got back from studying abroad. Like mm-hmm. I was definitely that, but it really like broadened my horizons and perspective so much, like getting to experience other cultures and other people that I was like, I would love to help curate that experience for other people. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. Yeah. The last thing we have on here was um, having an open house. Like you want to stop by, shoot me a text. 
You know, I was going to say just come on over. I think it would be nice to have a little yeah, bit yeah. of a heads up. But it'd be like, oh, so-and-so is playing in the, back, in the backyard with our kids. Stay for dinner. Like, yeah. I feel the that- same way. I like the idea of, like, flexibility and, like, spontaneous stuff. Mm-hmm. I do think it gets harder when you have a kid, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. So those are some of the big things. That's so great. Yeah. <laughs> a couple. I mean, I feel I like you, you have some things on there that I – I haven't like heard from other people. Not that I necessarily talk to people about their bucket list all the time, but yeah. some surprises on there. Ooh, yeah. fun little fun different little nuggets. Yeah, yeah. Do you have an alternate life path that you think you would have enjoyed? So I was thinking about this in that um, sometimes, like with my job, I'm like, Ugh, on days I don't like my job and don't want to do it. I'm like, well, I would just do what I'm doing now somewhere else career-wise. So I think like career-wise, I've landed in a good spot. But I was a very serious volleyball player growing up and was getting recruited to play at um, smaller schools. Like I'm 5'9", so I'm tall for a girl. But like D1 volleyball players are like well in the six foot. And yeah. it, it was interesting too, because I didn't want something that ruled my life anymore. But I did. I had worked so hard in school that I wanted to go to a school I felt like proud of and could follow afterwards with big sports and those two things of it not ruling your life and having all those things don't align but I do love being on a team so much and did really love the sport that I think it could have been cool sometimes I get overwhelmed thinking about like wow if I live grew up somewhere different or pursued that like I'd know all of I'm sure I would still have good friends but they'd all be different and it's hard to imagine my life without those people mm-hmm. you know yeah that's true i never thought about it that way yeah all right are we ready for some this or that questions already this is i love this part i think it's fun and also we've added in some new Ooh. this or that so i do love this you- part of the podcast i will preface i'm probably gonna be bad at it because <laughs> i love variety and i struggled with multiple choice questions <laughs> So we'll see. <laughs> All right. Just go with your gut. I'm going to try. <laughs> okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Ice cream sandwich or ice cream cone? Sandwich with cookies. Ooh. <laughs> Night or morning? Morning. Passenger or driver? Passenger. Thousand percent. <laughs> I could never drive again. It'd be fine. Please drive me. I'm a very average driver. I prefer to be driven. Oh, man. Easy. Um, hamburgers or hot dogs? Hamburgers. Beach or pool? Beach. Sunrises or sunsets? Sunsets, because I like the morning, but not that early. (laughs) Pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Being embarrassed or being afraid? I hate being embarrassed. I'd rather be afraid. City or countryside? So this one is a big one I struggle with because I'm more of a suburbs gal. Like, I don't want to live in the country, but I also don't think I would thrive in, like, New York City. I need grass and need trees, mm-hmm. but I also don't want to be in the middle of nowhere. Okay. Yeah. Uh, wine or beer? I love both. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say wine because recently beer has been making my stomach a little funky. Okay. okay. Fair, fair, fair. Camping or glamping? I'm going to go glamping because what I like about camping is getting to hike and be outside. The actual camping aspect other than the fire food, I'm like, Ugh. so I could glamp for sure. Nice. Okay. Cooking or being cooked for? Being cooked for. Obviously. <laughs> Easy. Uh, seeing a play or a stand-up show? 
big stand-up show. Guacamole or salsa? Oh, I know. This is going to hurt you. <laughs> These are the hard ones you place. <laughs> I choose queso. <laughs> that wasn't the question. <laughs> I don't like playing by the rules. Um, salsa. Okay. Uh, attend a party or host a party? <sighs> this is hard because I love fun things, so I end up hosting a decent bit because there is maybe I'll not as many fun things to do mm-hmm. unless I plan some, but I think I love hosting, but I'd probably rather attend. Yeah. I think if your instant answer isn't hosting, then it's probably attending. Yeah. yeah. I think I host because I want fun things to happen rather than the Wanting true love of hosting. Host, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, board games or video games? Board games. Fiction or nonfiction? Fiction. Hot coffee or iced coffee? I don't drink coffee. Or tea? Um... I think a hot chai tea latte. Okay. Delicious. Mm -hmm. Patterned or plain? Patterned. Reality shows or documentaries? Reality shows. All right. And last but certainly not least, pineapple pizza or candy corn? Oh, uh, I guess pineapple pizza. I don't particularly like candy corn. (laughs) Both those things are like really polarizing. Yeah. Okay. That was fun. I was fun. I mean, I had a few things to say, but I did better than I expected. <laughs> I Choosing. didn't, any, I I didn't expect any less of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> you met the goal, Sarah. We're really proud of you. Oh, I'm thrilled. I love a, I love attaining a goal. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me. This was so fun. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Thank on. you. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming and sharing with us. We appreciate it. Great. And all the listeners are invited to the pig picking whenever we have it. Yeah. Well, I'll trust okay. Bracey to Moms, spread the news. Also, we <laughs> probably should should mention that Sarah is definitely one of our top listeners for sure. Oh, absolutely. I'm she really is. Pretty sure I've listened to every episode. So I'm just very thankful for you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I always, it's so fun getting to sit here and talk with y'all because I'm always like, I want to interject my thought. I know. I feel like we need talking. like a... Some sort of listener, like, yeah. please Debrief. input your, yeah, put, <laughs> please input your thoughts on this. We just need to bring the salons back. We are bringing the salons are back. You? I, actually, Yay. I think it's in the, uh, it's in the episode that's going to come out before this, but yeah. we're doing it. Yeah. <gasps> I'm thrilled. All right, Sarah, thank you so much. Literally come back anytime. Oh my gosh. Anytime mm-hmm. you had, here's the thing I'll say about myself is, don't invite me somewhere if you don't expect me to show up. <laughs> don't say, hey, come visit me unless you're like, hey, I'm coming. All right. Well, it's an open invitation. Not joking. Great. Um, all right. If you have any questions for Sarah, please feel free to email us at lightheartedpodcast at gmail.com. And follow along on Instagram at lightheartedpod. Talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs>